0: guys welcome back to the two attached podcast it has been a hot hot minute since we have recorded or given you any sort of an update because life has been so crazy it has been so crazy that Ashlyn actually isn't recording with me tonight (laughs) my wonderful husband has stepped up to the plate tonight say hi babe
1: Hello, everybody.
0: And he currently hates my guts because. Hate is a strong <laughs> word. <laughs> hate's a strong word. It's a little upset. But I'm not a serious person in the world right now. And I'll tell you why. So, obviously, Ashley and I have been off of our game of recording, and it's been basically all my fault because my life is just nuts. Crazy. And our schedules don't line up, and we've got a new placement. We've been moving. The twins reunifying. Like, life is crazy, right? We both work full-time jobs. Well, we decided that her and I were going to record on Thursday of this week, and her and Hunter were going to record tonight. Well, they needed to come and get all of the recording stuff from mine and Jake's house, and that was, like, the plan. Well, I completely forgot about the plan because my brain is literally mush at this point. And Jake and I had left our home to go meet some friends at Swan Brewing. And I finally, um, like, I remembered last minute that they needed to come to our house. And so, Ashton was like, yeah, not coming to get the key for me. It was way out of her way to come where I was to get the key to my house to come get the scarf. And I'm like, all right, well, I guess Jake and I will record. Well, (laughs) I did not tell Jake (laughs) That him and I were going to record until we got in the car, leaving the brewery, and we're on our way home. So, he's missing football. He didn't have a game plan. He didn't know that he was recording. So, I'm not your favorite person right now, am I?
1: No, but I still love you. I hope so. Missing football for this. Missing football. Sacrifice is real.
0: And, yeah. So, basically, we're just going to catch you guys up this episode on Our Lives um, maybe give you guys a little bit of perspective of Jake's a man's perspective on the twins reunifying our relationship with them post reunification, our new placement, and yeah, we'll leave it kind of at our that. New house, yeah, we're in a new house. We have a new baby, and she's an angel. She is an angel, but life's crazy. Very crazy. I haven't worked out in like seven days. <laughs>
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of things that have uh, come up.
0: Gone to the back burner. And also today, so we have, I'm sure if you guys follow like me on social media, you saw that we got the twins and their little brother this weekend, which was awesome, but that was our first time having four kids, two and under, and that was nuts.
1: Yeah, ridiculous.
0: It was crazy. But they're all, they were great
1: they're great. It's just four kids that need attention.
0: All of them need attention. Yeah. So no matter what, and then on top of that, Jake had a bowling tournament today. Yeah, I did. <laughs> that he signed up for a while ago, um, and so I was supposed to go, bring baby, watch him, support, and obviously, plans change. Yeah, that did not happen. That's foster care, right?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Life changes, so. We're never too stuck in our ways or into our plans because somehow they always change. So yeah, can never
1: count on them, I guess. <laughs> you can never
0: count on them. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'm just going to ask you a few questions. You can give us some answers, and we'll just see where this episode takes us. All right, cool? send it. Send it. Okay. So, I'm also, guys. I'm totally pulling these out of my butt.
1: Yeah we're sitting in our
0: oh, yeah, let me give you perspective like what's sitting happening in
1: right our now. like, I don't know what you want to call this room like our, one of
0: our spare bedrooms in the new house. It's our throw all room. There like literally we anything that doesn't have a home has been thrown into this room. So I'm laying on the ground. Baby's laying next to me. Jake's in a random rolling chair. Yeah,
1: and exactly. but don't worry. The rest of our house is decorated and looks good and it's in place. Yep. But just don't open this door because this room looks ridiculous.
0: The rest of our house looks great. This room is probably more of a re- representation of what our lives are like.
1: Yeah, all the time. But we just kind of put it behind this door so nobody sees it.
0: Yeah, so we're just winging it. We have some you know, spare decor on the ground and we're using our new soundboard and mic. If you guys hear baby cries, just, oh goodness, she just tooted. <laughs> <laughs> She's fun, okay. But go ahead with those questions. So my first question is I'm going to what? OK, so they've they've heard my cry sob story of when the twins were unified and what that was like for me. Literally hardest, hardest time of my life. Um, but for you, I think it was a little bit different. Not that it wasn't the hardest time of your life, but I think that you handled things differently. So to set the scene, you know, we drop them off. We meet her. They're by a mom at a gas station. And this is like the reunification. We knew they weren't coming back. This was it. What did you feel? What were your thoughts leading up to that point and at that point?
1: So leading up to like driving to the gas station to meet mom, um, I was always, of course, I was getting a little bit nervous, a little bit anxious, Um, kind of those normal feelings that you would get whenever something big is about to happen. But prior to this um, night of actually giving them up or sending them back, reunifying them, I had told Kaylee like two weeks prior that I kept repeating to her that I had this peace about the situation and that I kind of felt at peace.
0: Honestly, it was so annoying because he kept saying it and I was not feeling this peace that he was feeling.
1: Um, So I had come to peace with it probably two weeks before. I just kind of sat there and was thinking and it just kind of came over me. And I was like, you know, just because their time is up with us and we're reunifying them doesn't mean our journey with them is over. Um, and I think that has been laid by the groundwork that we have with BioMom and things like that. Like just because they're not staying in our house every night doesn't mean that we won't, still won't have a major impact in their life and still walk with them through the experiences, the things that they're going to go through. Mm-hmm. And even what mom's going to go through. So that's kind of the peace that came over me. Because um, I know she loves them. Um, I can just see it when she interacts with them. And so that's just kind of how I felt leading I mean, leading up to it. Obviously, I was nervous and I was sad. I mean, I'm not going to say I wasn't sad. Of right. course, I was yeah. sad, we're sad to lose them because um, I love them.
0: But it helped that you were out of peace because it brought peace to me yeah I would say I felt the peace I think the night of and like after but you were feeling it like two weeks leading up to it you're like I feel like this is how it was supposed to be this is how it was supposed to happen because the way it was wrongfully done prior yeah yeah yeah, Yeah, that was a nightmare right so I think it helped that you know you had such a peace and eventually that peace kind of like (laughs) bled over (laughs) to me and I received some of that peace and I think you're right when you say, like, the groundwork that we laid beforehand. Like, we put a lot of effort into, like, building that relationship with mom so that we could continue relationship with them after. But that leads me into my next question. So, um, Jake and I see a counselor and actually, we haven't seen her in a hot second. We probably should go talk to her soon. Probably. Miss you, Carrie. So... Jake and I were talking to um, our counselor, and he, at one point, when we knew the twins were unifying, it was probably three months before, he was saying that he felt like he just needed to cut ties to heal, right?
1: Yeah, I was kind of in that, like, out of sight, out of mind.
0: Like, if he didn't see, like, any pictures of them, like, he, I don't think at that time you could really process, like, how you could, I don't know, move forward without being, their dad is that like you think what it was like you didn't know how to not be their dad
1: no i just feel like maybe just cut the ties like out of sight out of mind like i said it would just be easier to heal because you would think about them less and you know things like that i don't know
0: okay but obviously that is clearly not what we have done and that wasn't by really we didn't really make that i mean i guess we made that choice but we didn't really make the choice she just um their mom.
1: I don't think she wanted to lose us. Yeah, we are um, her
0: people. We're her family. She doesn't yeah. have family here.
1: We're her only kind of connection, only. And we love being able to s- support be that group
0: to her. So she's needed us a lot. I Just mean, you know, babies like like you would need a grandparent to watch your kids or whatever. That's exactly kinda what like we are. We're, like we're their emergency contact the on their uh, daycare, daycare. Yep. So. So that's super cool. Okay, so you know, Jake thought he wanted one thing. We're living out a different way. One, would you change what we're doing now? Two, do you think it's made it harder to heal and move on? All right, answer those two.
1: Well, I would say one, um, no, I wouldn't change it. Um, that kind of leads me to answer. I can answer both questions. One, no, I wouldn't want to change it. And two, I think the first mindset that I had of just not seeing them anymore, um, just kind of naive because just because you don't see anything about them or don't, hear anything about them doesn't mean you just forget about them. And I think that makes it even harder. And I didn't realize it at that time. So I think being in their lives on a consistent basis has been better for me because I'll have days where I miss them like crazy, but then I can look forward to knowing that I'll see them like this weekend or or next time I see them. It's not ever going to be this. I'll never see them again. Um, So I think being in their lives consistently and having that, weekly or bi-weekly interaction with them and like um contact with them is way better to heal because it's almost like i don't have to heal with a loss i mean yeah they're not in my house every night but i still get to see them and be with them and do life with them and they still like and i I mean when they come into our house they act like like nothing's changed like literally you would
0: think that they were with us the day before yeah
1: they're so resilient like just because they don't live in the same house doesn't mean they don't remember what it was like to be with us. And they can kind of, it's weird. I don't know if they differentiate it, but like they know they have two mommies and they just kind of roll with it and love each other and love each one of them the same. And I think kids are just pure, man. Just, that's, how, yeah, that's how they they're are. So
0: pure. They don't know any different. They think that, yeah, like you said, life is just having two mommies and two houses and they get to our house and they're like my puppies and yeah, exactly. they know where their stuff is. And, um we were kind of worried about this stay particularly this weekend because it was a new house there was a new baby and that's a lot to take in for them and they were champs I and, mean,
1: and a new room and right? a, yeah
0: they had a new bedroom set up we tried to have their same things and stuff set up but it was just different and they took it I'm I mean so well I couldn't it probably couldn't have been a better week or better night um little girl didn't want much to do with the new baby but
1: yeah she kind of was like anti little baby when she first got here, but she warmed up to her. <laughs>
0: she didn't warm up to her. Um, and it ended up being a good little weekend that we had, but, um, hang on, babies, busting baby's a little bit. So I thought that that was a cool interaction.
1: Yeah. I mean, and then like with the new house and moving in, like we did all that in a couple of days, like obviously we moved ourselves. And so we lost, so like giving the twins back, a uh, couple weeks of just healing together with not seeing them. And then it was time to move into our new house. And then it was a new placement. And so we've just been kind of been hectic for the past, what, six weeks, you would say five, so six weeks.
0: Yeah. And our sweet um, row girl was dropped off, delivered, hand delivered to our home. um, Our first night staying in the new house. And that brought on a lot of, really really hard emotions um i think for both of us like moving into the new house without the twins um a new baby kind of like it felt like she was like taking their place a little bit
1: like yeah we we kind of sat there on the couch and just kind of thought about it for a second and I, I made a comment to kaylee like did you kind of feel like this is a new chapter like in our life in our journey
0: um yeah it was like we like closed a book opened a new one and it was like but that's so hard because the twins were, like, everything to us for such a long time. And then we, that just, like, that book, like, closed so quickly. And then here we are with the new baby who is now, like, in our care and is our child in our new home that at one point we had planned, like, to be the twins' home. and
1: Yeah, but... It's just hard. as. It, but then I kind of... We thought more about it. And it wasn't really, like, the book was ending or the chapter was ending. It was just almost... Like a new story was being told. Like it's now we're not their everyday parents, but we're their still their supporters and cheerleaders, and still there to love them no matter what they're going through, what what period of life it it's in. And I still think that's the point of the whole foster care system is when they are reunified. I don't think the purpose is to just never speak to them or think about them again. I think it's to do it in a different way and to adjust. And so I think that, but obviously this is our first time doing it. And this is our first, that was our first placement. So it is a huge adjustment for us and we weren't used to it, but I feel like in the weeks now, like the weeks coming up, we've gotten better at it. Um, like like we said, bio mom still talks to Kaylee probably almost every day giving updates and asking if when we like, she kind of asks us if, when we want them. I mean, like she, she just knows how much they love us and we love them and the impact that we can have on their lives and I think she sees how healthy it is and even she appreciates it. I think that she loves I mean, as a parent, you gotta think about when somebody loves your kid just like you do, that's gotta make you feel good. And somebody wants to take care of them and be for, there for them and do things for them. And so I think
0: We're basically like their grandparents. <laughs> we get to now we get to do like the fun things with them and have them on the weekends and, you know, give them all the sweets and fast food. And it, it is a really cool experience. It's hard in its own like unique way because we want to even just like di- things down to like disciplining. That's like so hard because obviously we're not going to discipline or have the same rules that BioMom does in her home, but you know, they're only with us for 48 hours. So we kind of have to like, <laughs> it's just such a fine line and it's a new journey that we're traveling. And trying to figure out every single day. We're learning so much every single day with them. And I mean, if we do this with all of our foster kids, we're going to end up with a lot of grandchildren.
1: Yeah. So you're going to have to like spread them out over the weekends, um, but no, like, so we got them for Thanksgiving. We got the twins for Thanksgiving and
0: we're, we're right now. It's looking like we're getting them for a lot of um, the major holidays because um, their mom works in the restaurant business and restaurants don't shut down for holidays. So that is such a huge blessing because that's like when it's hard you know, when you're approaching holiday season and anybody who's experiencing a loss for the first time or anything like that can be some of the hardest times to go through without your loved ones. And I think that would have been, I mean, so hard to go through without the twins, not having them for Thanksgiving. And
1: yeah, and like we'll have them for Christmas. So that would be exciting. Like we'll get them on like Christmas Eve and Christmas Day because mom has to work. And I think like she's. She's okay with that. Like I know. I mean, I'm sure she's like yeah, sad. I'm she's sure missing it's sad out for
0: her, but she, I think, is just happy that they're in good hands and
1: they're not like in a babysitter's hands. Yeah, instead of like somebody that loves them and cares for them and has spent time with them and basically, obviously, has been not basically has been their parent for over a year and a half. Mm-hmm. So that's good. And then obviously we still have the three dogs. So that's yeah. That, that, so we're that's, just like a wild zoo over here. Yeah, exactly. They never slow down and so you can imagine four babies three dogs thank we,
0: god we have the, like the best grandparents and parents friends. and friends in the yeah. entire world they were here with us the last couple of days helping us out and just being an extra hand and the twins are so happy to like see their you know their people and um like i even i had the thoughts like do they re- it had been two weeks this is the longest time we've ever spent apart from them like will they remember who i am like will they want to like will they be excited to see me and obviously all of that is they so were excited to see both of us and our puppies my parents and you know our best friends and it ended up working out but one of the coolest stories of our whole weekend is that today in our home our new home we were did we talk about like how the twins mom just like walks into our house it's so cool like being able to like open up our home and having the relationship with her where she like she'll text me, you know, that she's almost here. And I'm just like, all right, come in. And she just walks in. She doesn't knock. She doesn't ring the doorbell. She's, you know, just comes in. And um, we've been able to kind of extend that to baby Rose mom. And she came over today. So at one point we had the twins, their little brother, their mom, baby Ro, her mom, our best friends and us are all hanging out in the living room. And it was such a cool humbling like I couldn't have asked for more experience ever like that's like what I want this house to be like yeah that was was pretty awesome just leave everything at the door or just come like come inside we're gonna joke around we're gonna have like life talks and that's kind of what it was today and that was super cool to be able to you know have those relationships and I'm thankful for the relationship we have with the twins mom because it's given us like more guidance on what to do now with baby rose mom and all future bio moms oh and yeah for sure obviously i like they're not all going to be the same um and i'm also not naive to the fact that like some people you know as foster parents i think you can try so hard to have a relationship with bio mom but or bio parents um but they're gonna want to have to have they're gonna have to want that back and yeah, if they don't i mean
1: you can't put a hundred percent in right. and, then not give anything like, cause that's just never going to work. But I think their mom has done a good job of like wanting us, want, yeah. wanting us there. Like she's not trying to push us out. Like, I mean, re- realistically, as soon as we gave the twins back or reunified, she could have shut us out. Mm-hmm. I mean, she could have stopped talking to us, texting us. Um, and we could have never heard from her again, but I think she knew how much we impacted them and have impacted yeah. us that she wanted to maintain that bond. Like, I mean, Probably permanently. uh.
0: Yeah, but I think that, like, um, as a foster parent, you're never going to regret putting in that effort um, to have a relationship with the bio family. But you may not always get the outcome that we've gotten. Um, Yeah. But you can always, like, look back and say, you tried, you did what you could to try and make a relationship out of it. So I would encourage everybody to try and have a family a relationship with bio family in some sense and you don't have to like literally have them sitting in your living room with you because oh, that's like really aggressive and excessive yeah yeah
1: like i'm not saying you to be best friends with them but if you have a placement for year plus and you know that they're probably going to be unified i'm sure that any foster parent wants to maintain that relationship with that child and that's not realistically going to happen without some kind of relationship with their parent with yeah. their bio parent mm-hmm. and so i think that it's worth the effort to become with them like i'm not saying you to become best friend like i said not best friends and be there with them all the time but enough to where you guys can plan, still plan out times to get to get the child and to be there with them and do things for them and stuff like that mm-hmm. i think is very important and I think it's healthy for for the for the twins, like I'm sure oh, yeah, that's my, something I want to talk about they yeah. they love coming back here and they love seeing us and being with us and seeing uh Kaylee's family, my family, like people that they recognize you know and that have loved them for over a year and a half, and they just have a good time, like
0: yeah, so one thing that I think is super cool that um we have been able to work out is if it were up to you know our case manager and like the government whenever the twins were unified they never like jake said mom could have shut us out they never had to see us again that was literally something that was completely in bio mom's hands like according to the court they never had to see us again never speak to us again but we kind of made it like our own um Like reunification process Like they were with us What for the first Like two or three weekends That they were unified So they were with Biomom Like the five days During the week And we're going to daycare And stuff And then they were with us On the weekends So it was kind of like A a slower transition But only because We kind of worked with Biomom To make that happen And I think that That ended up being Best case scenario For the twins And it's like almost Every time they've gone back They've stayed with her A little bit longer And it's been I mean just Amazing to see But all that to say, put in the effort, try at least. Um, I don't think that anybody will ever regret, regret, (laughs) regret, (laughs) Regret. um, trying, trying. Yeah. Even if you don't get the outcome that you thought you were going to get.
1: I was saying the outcome. I mean, well, I'm not sitting here promising you're going to get an outcome like we did. Uh, We're pretty fortunate that we are in the position we're in right now and we can still maintain that relationship. And, unfortunately, sometimes the situation won't end up like that. Um, Mm -hmm. But now we have, I mean, the twins are still in our lives. We still love them. We see them very frequently. And I could foresee that in the future being pretty consistent. Mm -hmm. But now we also have a new baby.
0: Our perfect angel. She's literally the most amazing baby I've ever met in my entire life. She's uh, three months old. We've never had, like, an infant before. Like, when we got the twins, they were 13 months. So, they were crawling yeah they were uh, mobile. moving they were moving yeah they're yeah. they're
1: very mobile and then now we, we never got this, had a snuggly sleepy baby yeah this little three-month nugget that yeah. just eats and sleeps and probably does that for most of the day and
0: we have like today i think is the 10th day we've had her 10 days and i'm already attached
1: oh yeah it's it's crazy
0: like i just don't know how that happens so quickly like it sneaks up on you and i think that even when like getting her two things Um, I was struggling with, before we even got her and I knew she was coming, I was struggling with the fact of whether I could love another baby. Like I love the twins. Yeah. Because I'm going to cry again. I'm so annoying. (laughs) That's so hard because the twins were not only our first placement, but our first children ever. The first kids ever called us mom and dad. And we gave them all that we had because they were, they were all we had. So it wasn't like we had all these kids to like ration out love to. And we like dove deep, like, like really hard right away. They were like everything. Um, and with the new baby coming, I was struggling with whether I was going to be able to love a baby the way that I loved them or would I be able to give her the same like attention? And I don't know, just all of that energy, especially guarding my heart because I knew how much it hurt. When the twins left and when she like showed up, like it was like almost like immediate, like justice, like love for her. But also she's such a different story because mom is so present in her life. And that's hard to <laughs> because. Uh, we like I'm getting so attached and we have her every single day, but like I know she's going home. There was a time with the twins where we weren't sure. Yeah. They basically told us we were adopting and we were kind of moving forward with that process. Yeah. There was a um, bunch
1: of up and downs with the twins, but like this a-
0: baby right here is reunifying with her mom, but that doesn't change the fact of like how much I love her and want what's best for her. Like immediately she became like, you know, our child. I mean, yeah. She's,
1: she's just three. Yeah. It's nope. just the three of us. And, and then three dogs. So and, yeah, <laughs> the three
0: dogs and we like absolutely adore her and love her.
1: And so, the, her, so I mean, her placement's a little different because it's kind of a friend of a friend.
0: I think, yeah, we've talked a little bit, I think, about that. I don't,
1: I don't know if you've talked about it or in not. A past, um,
0: if you missed it in a past episode or if I, I don't even know if I talked about it, but um, a, Jake and I have a friend who reached out to us beginning of October and her friend's baby was taken into custody and she basically was like, can you take this baby? Can you help? What can you do? Long story short, Jake and I, I mean, prayed about it for like three weeks. We didn't make a decision for and we finally made a decision in like mid to late October and she finally was placed with us ten days ago. And so it's just such a unique relationship because we knew we wanted to work with BioMom. That was like one of the huge reasons why we took in this placement was so that we could support BioMom in a way that she wasn't being supported and um we want her to succeed so badly. We know she can get this baby back and It's super cool, you know, just having her in our home today and her walking around freely and talking to some of our best friends and just like her seeing, um, you know, the baby's room and just where we live, who we are as people. I wasn't, I hadn't even brushed my teeth. I was in sweatpants, like I mean, just totally. It's it's,
1: it's very comforting, I bet, for her to know where her baby sleeps at night and that she's loved and there's more than just me and her, like that she probably got to see the like support system we have and that. That's just awesome for her child that's in a home that she can't be with. But at the same time,
0: I don't want to discredit the fact that it's probably so hard for her to see us love her baby. Like I'm like telling her (laughs) like and it's her baby. So obviously she's going to pick her up. But she was like sitting in her boppy and I was feeding her. I'm like, get her. You can finish her bottle. And I because I'm still like as close as we are. And as like as much as the like doors have been like knocked down, I feel like there's always going to be that like awkward like interaction that doesn't mean it's gonna be like this perfect interaction and
1: yeah eventually
0: she warmed up and stuff like that but i think then
1: i i get what you're saying like it's that give and take of i'm her bio mom but you're technically the guardian right now yeah but and she like
0: is like you guys let me know when you want me to see her and it's like it's your kid it's a weird dynamic for all of us to i think balance yeah,
1: and it, I mean, this is like a different experience than the twins, like she said. Um I mean, Biodad's even present. Like he's Yeah, Biodad's super present. Both parents her. are present. Um the situation just really unique. Like um Biomom well, had foster care, right? Yeah, biomom like, had to give her up, but biodad could have taken her, but his job is like he works all over out the country, of state. It's like nuts. There's just a bu- there's a bunch of factors going into why this why she's in care and but both parents are still present and being a part of yeah. it, like getting he Chris
0: FaceTime to her today from yeah. my phone, like from my phone while mom was here and so yeah um super cool crazy different um interaction but that leads me into my next question for Jake um before we got the text slash call about baby roe um Jake and I were like we knew the twins were unifying and we're like we're taking a break before we take another placement yeah and at one point you were like I don't know if I want to take another placement
1: yeah, I want. I definitely wanted a break. I, I mean, I, th- I think and we were pretty set on like we definitely. I think what we talked about was getting through Christmas and the holidays, mm-hmm. and maybe reevaluating, it, reevaluating it like in January, Come the
0: first of the year. Yeah, and so again, clearly that's not what happened. Um, but let like a little bit of background. Like um, the friend, the mutual friend that um, we had for the babies um, by a mom. She. Um, was a close friend of Jake's, like they really yeah. were um, good friends years back and so I kinda put it in his court. Like he knew that I would have taken the baby in like the day they
1: asked. Kaylee yeah. Kaylee ain't going to say no.
0: But I um <laughs> no I'm not I would say yes to <laughs> every phone call if I could. But um I really wanted Jake to make that decision because it I mean foster care puts a strain on marriage. Yeah. Um for sure. Our marriage definitely And so at that point, we were kind of like in a point of like healing our marriage. And like we knew we were going to, um, you know, take a break. We had decided that and that's what our marriage needed. And so I really wanted that decision to be made completely by not completely by him because he knew that where I stood. So I wanted him to make it and I was going to be okay if he said no. Um, So what was that thought process like for you? Why did you say yes? Are you glad you said yes? Would you change anything?
1: Um, yeah, I'm. I'm glad I said yes, but in the same regards, we did get multiple other calls from Heartland to take a placement. We did, and we said t- no. Yeah, um, we told them no because we were in the middle of healing and getting in working on us and our marriage and taking a little break from because just to heal from the herd and stuff like that. But I felt whenever we got this call, well, it was more of like. Somebody, when I, when I, whenever I heard the story, it seemed like bio mom was doing the right thing and she was reaching out because she saw us in a way like she saw a friend of a friend and reached out to that friend to get a hold of us to ask if we could help with her baby because she knew she needed to get right to take care of her child.
0: She's made such an effort from the beginning. Like, yeah,
1: like and she that that, that and that just spoke volumes to me like this is the whole point of foster care and the whole point of things like this even being like people is just giving people an opportunity and people who are asking for help giving that help well who like who are we like i, I just feel like as people we're not supposed to turn people away like that like she's actively making an effort to give up her child to better herself because she knows that's what her child needs mm-hmm. and I couldn't say no to that because it it was just inspiring. Like somebody making a sacrifice that knew that it was going to hurt her, knew it was going to be hard for her, but she's doing it because her child is more important. She put her
0: hands up and was like, I know I need help kind of thing. Yeah. And since then she has been like (laughs) Rose mom is a warrior. She knows the managers of the managers of the managers contact name Mm -hmm. and phone number to get a hold of to make crap happen like she is not playing she knows everything that's going on she knows who the guardian is she knows who the guardian supervisor is she knows the judge's name she is just like on top of it which I think is she's just present. super refreshing she's yeah. very present um, and she wants what's best for this baby so that was an effort and like that's the biggest the thing it's been shown like from the foster beginning. care is effort man like mm-hmm.
1: that speaks volumes like you can talk all this junk you want about wanting to get your kids back and stuff like that but Without that physical effort and doing things like that, Again, yeah. It it means nothing. So whenever you see stuff like that, it's inspiring and mm-hmm. it's heartwarming to know that this is temporary to take care of her child and love her child because we do. Mm-hmm. Just to get her to get her mom in the right place that she needs to be so she can take care of her child and so the way she's supposed was, to be. No, yes. you wouldn't change it. No, I wouldn't change it. Yes, I'm glad like I'm glad I said glad yes. And I think those were my two questions. That was basically it.
0: So when Jake and I said we were going to take a break and we wanted to reevaluate and at the first of the year, we wanted to potentially take in like elementary aged kids. (laughs) And then we got this baby and she's an angel. I think we still eventually will move to that.
1: Yeah, I think that, I mean, it was kind of like, that's the cool thing about foster care, I guess you could say. I mean, I don't want to say you can pick and choose, but kind of you can. Like we had two year olds, like toddler age and. Maybe like we were talking about it. Maybe we try something else. Like Mm -hmm. maybe try like a seven to nine year old or in that range range, like just a different experience, you know? I mean, it would be a different experience for us, something new for us, something refreshing. And then we get three months old, which is the other side of the spectrum that is very new to us and very different, very different. And it wasn't
0: planned and it just kind of worked out, worked itself out.
1: And it's been awesome. Cool. Um,
0: so, We're probably, we need to start like wrapping up a little bit, but I am going to, I guess, ask you another question. We could probably have a whole episode about our marriage. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because foster care has like, I would say like tried our marriage to the core, right? Yeah. Yeah? You say that like. (laughs) Well, I mean. (laughs) I feel like the basis of foster care is what has affected it. Yeah?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What well, <laughs> I'm waiting for your question, but yeah. <laughs> You're waiting for my question. So I guess my question is, um, I don't know if I have a question. Maybe we just talk about it. I don't think I have a question. Okay. Let's just talk about how, um, basically, I chose foster care slightly over our marriage.
1: At a point, yeah.
0: I um at some points was like um, putting the twins and the twins mom um, in some things that like you didn't like necessarily agree with wholeheartedly like but like basically the twins were like I just saw them as like that was they needed me more than you needed me which wasn't true
1: yeah and I think that's easy to get that mindset because of the situation the twins are in And the whole situation itself, I feel like it's easy to get in that mindset that, okay, our marriage is good. Let's put it on the back burner. Let's focus all of our attention and needs on these two little babies that are helpless and need us 100%. And it
0: can go from like being good to being like bad quickly.
1: Yeah. And I think it's more. Not like bad. I wouldn't even say bad as in like it's like ugly, but more bad as in like it's being neglected, mm-hmm. which I think comes really fast and really easy when you're every day dealing with two twin-year-olds. Two twin-year-olds. Two Twin two-year-olds, <laughs> two <laughs> twin two yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it just kind of sneaks up on you and you kind of forget about stuff like that.
0: hmm It's easy to let stuff like that go. And then like when it came to the twins' mom I was like at one point like so like into wanting to save her and there was a time when like Jake and my parents sat me on the back porch and they were like you like you need to like chill like you need to like take a step back and because this was I this was the time when you know the new baby was born and I think you guys like felt like I was being like slightly manipulated in some way and I, at that point, only saw that I, like, wanted to help their mom. Yeah. And um, so Jake and I were totally disagreeing on that. And we were on different pages. I think you were struggling a little bit with, like, work stuff, like, minor PTSD things. And you probably needed me in ways that I wasn't able to be there for you because I was putting all of my attention into the twins into the twins' mom. And um, it got really far gone.
1: Yeah, I mean... I feel like at that point it was like work was hard. I mean, obviously that work is always hard. There's a lot of things that
0: for those that don't know, Jake is a police officer.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of things that I don't. But I'm also not the biggest person to talk about things I see and how I feel. So I mean, partly that's my fault. Um, So so, I go to a counselor. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I I was dealing with things like that. She was dealing with the twins mom having a brand new baby and the twins mom basically asking her to be there all the time and help take care of the baby. Cause in my eyes, it wasn't like a, a serious manipulation, but it was more that the mom could ask for something and Kaylee would just show up. Yeah. And she, I think she kind of knew that at one point and she kind of took advantage of it. Um, and we kind of had to tell Kaylee that it wasn't, not that it wasn't no our responsibility. Like I'm not saying she couldn't help mom, but she wasn't meant to be there for beck and call for mom because this child. We still had two twins that were our kids that needed her more than this brand new baby needed her, and a husband that needed her more than this mom who just had a baby needed her. If that yeah. makes sense, um, so like working through that was very was very difficult. I mean. just just navigating stuff like that
0: yeah i think all that to say that like you know i'm on i'm i feel like heavily into the social media world of foster care like i look at the hashtag a lot if all a lot of foster parents and um a lot of times you'll see that like like husband and wives like you know that they're all in this together and that like things are like so fine and dandy and life is great and foster care is great. And like we, that's not really been like our full experience. I think we've been there for each other through it and we've worked our way through it. And we have found like kind of a a good balance at this point. And um, honestly the twins reunifying is like kind of what brought us like, I think back to like our core and like that at the end of the day, no matter like what kids came into our home and left our home, that it was always just going to be the two of us. Like that's what was going to be left.
1: Yeah, like, I feel like with a strengthened core of us, um, we could love any kid and support any kid that we needed to. Yeah, I
0: feel like with... And
1: not basing, like, our marriage or our foundation off whatever kid was in our home. At the time. At the time. But more just staying firm in who we are, like... In, I
0: think we got to experience, like, the empty nesters, like, as, like, young married people. Like, um, you know, people put their whole... Like, couples put their whole lives into their kids and... Their extracurriculars and you know kids 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 and then they turn 18 leave for college and then you're like living with a stranger yeah and thankfully we didn't have 18 years of that separation but yeah. just a couple of months and um when the twins left like it you know wrecked me to my core and like i jake was like all that i had and like i think like realizing that that's like always how it's going to be you know we may never have biological children we may always have like kids coming and going but it's always going to be us and um biblically the bible calls me to you know love you before our children so we're you know still figuring that out with those you know the twins were our first placement and it's a lot easier with one little tiny baby who sleeps we have a lot more time for each other than we did with twins running around and um yeah again, I think we could go into it probably we could probably have a whole episode about yeah the marriage the
1: the, and the like um
0: good and the bad the good
1: the bad, like the things that weigh on your marriage and, yeah. th- and things that encourage your marriage and things like that, but all that to say, like don't get so wrapped up in the children that you forget about your spouse, yeah. Because I think it's really easy to do that because of the, like I said, the situation that the kids are in and, um, you feel in your mind that they need everything and you love, they need attention, everything hundred percent, but your spouse still needs you because mm-hmm. y- you, you guys went into this together. You're not meant to parent this individually. You're meant to parent it together and yeah, be together so on it. On together. And like I was just saying, it's just easy to get into that mindset of something else. So, yeah. there's a little bit of a life update. We uh, so we had the twins, reunified them, mm-hmm. kind of had some time together, got our marriage back together, focused on it, um, pretty healthy, and then we got baby Roe.
0: Well, not really. We moved into our house first. Oh,
1: sorry, moved into our house. Well, it was the same di- time, well, same night. same, day, same, but night. same but night. But we chronologically, were chronologically, like, we moved. We had yeah, we all got, of our new stuff. Yeah, in we the got, house. got all of our stuff <laughs> into the new house. Case manager shows up with baby row. Our whole
0: house is literally in boxes. Yeah. My family's here helping it and our best friend are here helping us Helping us get settled <laughs> and, and stuff like that. Case manager that. shows up with the invent.
1: <laughs> exactly. And then ten days later, we're here. Yeah, we're here. I mean a, do
0: you want to spill the tea?
1: I mean, is it really tea? I mean I mean it's kinda tea. It is. Also,
0: our household can never be too boring.
1: So we never have to
0: ever throw a little Kicker to end 2020 and
1: oh yeah, started on uh what was October? Wait, the, October the, when, it, when it, is when it happened? Anyways, October
0: 30th. Our precious golden retriever Tally May is pregnant, and she is due on January 1st. And so we're in our new house with an infant, the twins. You know, show up when they want, and we're gonna have puppies. Exactly, we're gonna be grandparents. Just I know. Call me Mimi Kaylee.
1: Yeah, exactly. Little Tally is gonna have some puppies rolling around. Yeah, so that's so, nuts. Like, that life is completely like, accidental. But yeah, to-
0: she totally got knocked up, guys. I'm glad it like was her.
1: And her it was first born. Yeah, and, was yeah. Human. and it was not a random dog. We know the other. It's our dog. Best friend's dog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. But it was accidental. My
0: purebred golden retriever got knocked up. But But. it's fine. We're taking it day by day. We're excited to see her puppies.
1: Yeah, we're excited to see how (laughs) many she has. We're excited to be grandparents. Excited for Tally to be a mom. Yeah. So,
0: So, yeah. I hope you guys um, enjoyed this Hot Mess Express update. Um, And that, obviously, you guys know that we don't take this podcast too seriously because
1: here we are. Yeah, we we have have a good time time with it. We have a good time. We just guys it. keeping you updated with the life. Because yeah. a lot. A lot there was, that stuff. was a Do big. you guys have any questions. Yeah, that was a big update. I mean, a lot of things are moving. A lot of parts still moving around. Yeah, so. I
0: think that just to give you guys like heads up, um, Ash and I are going to record on Thursday. Her and Hunt are going to record one day this week. Um, and we're going to get some content to you guys. We're really going to try and get our crap together for you guys. Because we miss you guys. It's so fun staying like in contact with all of you guys through social media and yeah. Thanks for listening to us. Jabber our draws.
1: Yep. Now I'm going to go watch some football. Peace out guys. See ya.